Dearest listener, it has been said that season two of Bridgerton will be more scandalous than the last. In anticipation, we podcasters have been honing our skills and sharpening our knives for all of you. Daphne found her duke, but is there anyone who can tame the rake by Count Bridgerton? As members of the ton gather to watch season two of Bridgerton on Netflix, we cannot be the only ones wondering, will the Viscount take a wife? Will the Duke return, even just for one scene? Will the identity of Lady Whistledown herself be revealed to all? We may be in for a considerable scandal indeed. Join us here on Burning for Bridgerton each week as we dissect and overanalyze each episode of season two of Bridgerton. Yours truly, Lady Claire and Lady Julie of The Basic Mom. Welcome to your season two, episode six, Bridgerton recap episode. Hi, Claire. Hi, Julie. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going. <laughs> it's going. Um, let's take a second to do some annoying stuff at the top here that we haven't ever done because I feel like okay. we're so new at this, we never do this. <laughs> but um, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would love it if you would give us a rating or, or a review. Oh, yeah, those are good. <laughs> we like that. Um, join our Facebook group, Mom Chat. We actually have gotten some Facebook group members from yeah. the podcast so far. So that's fun. That's cool. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram. I think we've gotten some of those too. Yeah. Going on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, the dot basic dot moms at instagram yeah. anything mm-hmm. else oh um if unless you well, stay for yeah the very very end you <laughs> might not know that we have a couple of book club guides on the website too yeah or at least the first two books i can't remember if we ever put up the third one <laughs> or the fourth yeah I, think I did them for the first four <laughs> books <laughs> So we have book club guides definitely for the Duke and I and the Viscount who loves me on our website, which is thebasicmoms.com. So check those out. And that's the annoying stuff that we've never done before. But so episode six is called The Choice. Netflix describes it as Anthony's duty to his family wars with his desire for Kate. Edwina ponders her future and impresses the queen. Eloise's Rendezvous Stirs Suspicion, written by, so sorry, Lulu Igbokwi. Sounds good. I think that's pretty close, probably. Give myself a gold star for that one. (laughs) All right. So this episode is a little different than all the rest, right? Because aside from like the opening montage, Mm-hmm. Everything happens in the same day and basically in the same location. Yeah. So there's like a lot of cuts to like different rooms. All yeah, things like crazy. happening at the same time. <laughs> so I feel like this is a little harder to write down like notable scenes because like the whole thing's the wedding. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> all right. But so let's start by talking about that opening montage with the queen uh, preparing the castle for the wedding. All right. What did you think of that? Well, I really liked um, the little peek at that little ceremony they had with um, Kate and Edwina and Lady Mary. Um, So that was a type of like Haldi ceremony, it looks like. Yes. So I know. I also wrote that I wanted to know more about it. So (laughs) I went down the rabbit hole. All right. So a Haldi ceremony is a Hindu pre-wedding ceremony that typically the bride and the groom perform with their respective families at their own homes the night before a wedding. Um, It did say that it could be the morning of, but timing wise, I guess certain things have to be done like at certain times. So most often it's the night before. The paste that they were actually rubbing is made of turmeric, rose water and Mm -hmm. sandalwood powder interesting yes the whole point is that it's supposed to like 
detoxify and remove Mm -hmm. the evil eyes so that they enter into the union without any like negative energy, I guess. During the actual ceremony, the paste is applied by mango leaves. Like they put it on mango leaves and apply it, which I don't think they did in the scene. I think they were doing it directly. Yeah. By relatives of the couple and they apply to five specific body parts, the face and neck, arms, hands, knees, and feet. Yeah, that's what that was. All righty. Yeah, it was definitely neat to see um, like a ceremony that I've never seen before from like yeah. a culture that I'm not as familiar with. So yeah, I liked that. And I liked that it made me look it up and find out about it. Yeah, I like that too. I also felt like knowing now how the episode ends because I did go back and watch it a second time <laughs> nerd alert um knowing how it ended seeing like how happy the three of them were doing that yes was like even more heart-wrenching yes because I went back and watched like the first 20 minutes of it for like a second time I didn't get to like finish it but I got like the first 20 minutes of right yeah they look joyful and so Mm -hmm. close and so happy so it was like kind of heartbreaking knowing where it was going I also about that opening montage I loved the queen um first of all she lays out her whole plan we find Mm -hmm. out what it is because just in the last episode we were talking about how the queen hadn't been harping on whistle down for a while right (laughs) so we find out that she has a whole like we're gonna be they're going to be like um, planting info to the different ladies that were on the cards to see yes. whose info gets printed and whistled down. And that's how they'll know, which I kind of have a little bit of a theory, though there, I have lots of theories. But one of the things <laughs> when I first saw this scene, I initially thought like, well, they're all going to gossip with each other. And I bet yeah. like every piece of gossip is going to end up in whistle down. So then she's going to be like, <laughs> it's all here. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that I like, I could see how that would blow up in her face. Um, she was also just like, so hysterical with the details and the, um, oh, what are those big parts called? Peacocks. <laughs> Peacocks. <laughs> just like, what is it yeah the whole thing was funny and then yeah. we also saw the bachelor party which was like the exact opposite of the haldi ceremony yes like they were joyful and having a great time and anthony looked like he was getting ready for his execution right yeah he looked pretty uh, miserable there Other than the opening montage and those three scenes, the only other thing that happens before the wedding, but we're now on wedding day, is when Madame Delacroix stops by the Featheringtons to chat with Penelope. Yes. Any thoughts there? Um, That was uh, very interesting because, I mean, you know, like... uh, Madame Delacroix said to Penelope, like, your mother's going to know you don't have any dresses that need altering or something along those lines. And then Penelope just keeps her there and keeps talking to her. And it's like, okay, you know, something's going to happen here. And then Lady Featherington comes down the stairs. And sure enough, she's like, what are you doing here? I feel like Lady Featherington's so wrapped up in her own BS and so thinks that Penelope is worthless that I don't think it even phased her probably. Uh She was probably just like, whatever, dumb seamstress or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So um, it did seem a little like, what are you doing, Penelope? Like, yeah, no, like, I don't know. She's being too messy. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. She seems too messy. Yeah. All right. So after this scene, literally everything else happens at the castle on the day of the wedding. Yes. Which makes it kind of confusing because there's a lot of like the same stuff happening over and over. But before that, let's get to 
leading up to the wedding and then the ceremony. All right. So um, Daphne had a little chat with Anthony before the wedding ceremony. And I was just kind of like, wow, at the whole thing. Because Daphne's, you know, trying to push Anthony like, hey, I know something else is going on here. You know, we don't have to do this, you know. Yeah, she got harsh with him, probably yeah. harsher than I expected, but also like real. And yes. then in the same vein, he got pretty real with her too, because he was like, she tried to bring in the father and like, what would father think? And he was like, listen, you didn't even know him the way I knew him, right? I mean, right. I like yeah. almost a 10 year age difference between them. So like, she would have been around eight when he died and he was like 18. So it's yeah. like- you knew a completely different person. Also, he was training Anthony to become yeah. the high count. So yeah. he was clearly talking to him about different things than he talks to his eight-year-old daughter about. Right. So, I mean, I think that they were both really real with each other, mm-hmm. but Anthony is just so freaking stubborn yes. and I can't take it. Okay, then we get the wedding ceremony or at least in the chapel before the ceremony begins and one Mm -hmm. thing that I noticed here that I really liked was Eloise and Penelope were talking about Theo and Penelope suggests like well what is it like are you friends is it something yeah and Eloise is like what else could it be and it was almost like it had never once dawned on her but I mean it goes back to Eloise and her how does one come to be with child right she really does not get anything yeah so I'm really liking the Eloise and Theo thing yeah me too big time so um when Kate is walking down the aisle, mm-hmm. the look Anthony gave her was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, how stupid are you? <laughs> everyone, everyone's stupid. If they're not but I also feel like everyone has been seeing it. It's yeah. so crazy. Okay. When they're up at the altar and they're, uh, um, Okay, so they're at the altar, they're looking at each other, the archbishop starts talking, and eventually the archbishop's sound drains out, Anthony's just staring past Edwina at Kate. Eventually, Anthony completely tunes it all out and pictures Kate in like the whole wedding getup. But before that happens, the last words the archbishop is saying, before his voice goes completely out and we're in Anthony's fantasy head. I wrote this down because it was so bizarre to me. It's to satisfy men's carnal wants and appetites like brute beasts that have no understanding and then it like fades out. And I'm just, yeah. Is this in the real like wedding <laughs> What is that? I don't remember that from my wedding. Oh yeah. Um yeah, no talking about beasts in my wedding. Carnal <laughs> <laughs> desires and appetites. I know. Jeez, imagine that's imagine you're Edwina and you didn't get the sex talk the night before. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are we talking I wonder, about did here? Did you even get one? I mean, not in the episode, but like <laughs> I was actually thinking shocked. about that at the very end in the last scene I'm looking at her like yelling at Anthony and I'm like man she went from thinking that they're boning tonight to like yelling at him yeah (laughs) okay um yeah so then we kind of already got into Anthony pictures Kate as the bride Mm -hmm. Kate's very clearly nervous and I don't know about you but when I'm nervous I fidget with everything yeah um I'm, I'm a pen clicker. <laughs> I do that too. I play with my hair. Yeah. I touch anything I can. Um, and so she's clearly nervous about Anthony's mm-hmm. gaze and playing with um, her mother's bangles or what did they call them? They didn't call them bangles, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, did they call them bangles? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it falls. And this is when Edwina... Finally, <laughs> after 300 lusty glances, right? finally like, sees it. 
wait a minute. <laughs> I know. And should we should we even count that? Should that go in the almost kiss count? Because they like I held hands so. and stared at yeah. each other. Yeah. We're okay. gonna throw it in there. <laughs> and then Edwina obviously runs off because she finally realizes what's happening. Mm-hmm. But the best part of that whole scene is that when she <laughs> runs through the door, the fireworks go off. And right. the church is like, oh. <laughs> okay yeah, and then they, yeah. this is they kind of where the episode over. falls apart for me uh-huh <laughs> because then you just cut to multiple conversations with different pairs or groupings of people um all of them talking about the same exact thing sometimes like to the same person a second or third time yeah and it, it's really it's weird just too much they yeah. could have cut half of it I think yeah it's hard to keep track of I know you get Kate Mary and Edwina then a little later you get just Kate and Edwina then you get Kate Edwina and Anthony you get Anthony and Edwina you get Anthony and Kate you get Anthony Edwina and Kate you get Violet and Lady Danbury you get Lady Danbury and the Queen you get Violet Lady Danbury and the Queen you get Violet Lady (laughs) Danbury and the Queen and then Edwina then you get Edwina and just the Queen it's like holy cow can we have like maybe just have one group discussion <laughs> like yeah it was it was too many too many they could have cut this episode easily by 10 minutes oh yeah just like condensed a little bit of that mm-hmm. okay but we are going to highlight a couple of I mean and basically that's the rest of the episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we're going to talk about a couple of the the groupings or talks that um stood out The first one for me was that initially when everyone goes back to the room, all of the Bridgertons go back to the room where Anthony had been getting married. And it was so funny because they, every single one of them said something to Anthony and (laughs) what each one of them said was so them. Yeah. I really loved that scene. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I, I was just thinking of the hyacinth comment, like, what if she wanted to wear a different dress or something like that? Did well, wait, that was actually Gregory, which sounds like oh, exactly like, what like yeah. a 10 year old boy would say. Like, yeah. uh, no, bro, she does not have a second dress. <laughs> and I think Hyacinth was like, why not? She looked beautiful. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benedict's right. making jokes and Collins being ugh, like a wet blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and Eloise <laughs> talks about being feminism and Daphne's <laughs> just standing there staring at him like, dude, you know what you did yeah so it's just like and everything. then Violet looks at Daphne and is yeah. like what Still. do you know <laughs> mm-hmm. okay the next one that stood out to me was when Anthony went to talk to Edwina and Edwina yeah. asks him like point blank like do you love me and he right. does not answer yes and I was just yeah. thinking like this is literally Ouch. the opposite yeah of what any woman wants to hear from her fiance on her wedding day yeah it was very like do you love me and he starts talking about like practicalities (laughs) like oh no bro that's not it another thing that hit me in the conversation so the second time Kate goes to talk to Edwina um Edwina Kate Kate calls her her sister and Edwina corrects her and says half sister yes ouch what do you think about that I can kind of relate here because like my siblings are like technically my half siblings and like I just remember one time from my childhood I was like so mad at like I don't know probably my sister and I remember like telling my mom like she's my half sister (laughs) and obviously you know like we don't feel that way but we're just mad um but that whole whole scene just definitely like shows you how she's feeling um I just I kind of enjoyed it because I just feel like you know we saw a different side of her yeah so much of the season she's just been sort of like dumb and happy (laughs) yeah for lack of a better phrase yeah and you finally see her like stand her own ground but also I don't know a little of that was overdone too I think but yes (laughs) all right what's next 
So Edwina's interaction with the king when he came in unexpectedly. So I feel like the queen was mad about the whole wedding thing, obviously. But when Edwina started speaking to the king, which, you know, nobody there expected, the queen like totally had a change of heart about the whole, you know, Edwina thing and being mad and stuff. Oh, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. And I think that that really did show what like a big, warm, like open heart Edwina has. Yeah. Um, but the this scene confused me a little at first because I thought that they were going in a different direction a little bit. Like it was clear that the king thought that like he was young and it was his wedding day. Yeah. And then he was seeing Edwina in the wedding dress. So I thought he thought Edwina was like young Charlotte on their wedding day. So I thought she was going to talk to him as if she was the queen kind of to like talk him down. But then she didn't. She started like referring to the queen. And I was almost like, don't do that. You're going to confuse him even more. Right. I I guess it worked, but it just confused me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And it kind of, you know, a little bit later, it kind of helped show like the queen isn't all just this like. I'm gonna find who Lady Whistledown is like she does have like a little soft side there yeah and we see that in our next conversation between Edwina and the Queen because everyone has to have two conversations right (laughs) uh, that she definitely like gave Edwina sort of the okay to follow her heart and find true love yes which ultimately we find out that Edwina is gonna do because she sends both Kate and Anthony notes to meet in the chapel when they first got the notes could you read it I know you <laughs> no <laughs> no okay I was gonna say how you pause and read things? yes <laughs> I, I do um, but I, I could not read that <laughs> I assumed that Edwina sent them both notes to meet her there and that they would obviously both go running to meet her but then when they get there she they're both like you you called for me and then Edwina walks in so she must have signed like Anthony's from Kate and Kate's from Anthony's from Anthony. And I'm thinking that that kind of looks bad on both of them. Well, I wonder if she was totally decided in, and like, or if when she saw that they both came running to each other, when they got a note from each other, right? it sort of was like the final straw. Yeah. I didn't think the note was from each other I thought both the notes were from Edwina asking them to meet her at the chapel like individually like yes Edwina and Kate okay and then like but then when they got there Kate said to Anthony you sent for me or something like that and he's like you sent for me and then I was like oh shit (laughs) you guys are trapped (laughs) uh because you know if if Anthony is supposed to be marrying her that day he should not be going to a secret rendezvous with Kate in the chapel right so I think that Mm -hmm. would have been I wonder if she was a hundred percent mind made up when she did that or if that was kind of like a final test like if one of them didn't show up then you know that that person was going to be faithful to Edwina yeah so the notes must not have been in Edwina's handwriting right is what I'm thinking yeah she had someone else write them yeah that just signed her name yeah okay okay and then she basically tells them both off and storms out as a (laughs) newly strong independent woman she apparently went from the most naive gullible (laughs) 18 year old in the ton to now she knows everything about everything right (laughs) she had a real quick glow up yes and we Finally, finally, finally get a kiss. Finally. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good kiss for a first kiss. I know I was looking at it, though, on my second watching and I was like, it's uh-huh. rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, OK, like where did Kate even learn to kiss? I feel like a first kiss should be a little bit like softer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then like. I feel like it. he was like grabbing part of her leg in there. So 
Yeah. Like, I mean, start slow, at least let her like know what's going on. Okay. Let's talk about what we loved from this episode. I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) I'm still loving Benedict and all his banter. Oh yeah. Specifically at the bachelor-ish party. He was hysterical with um, some of his one-liners about Anthony and if he had a son he would be like a little tyrant right (laughs) he's so funny I really love what they've done with his character I also love that when Penelope and the Featheringtons are getting ready to leave the um leave for the wedding uh Lady Featherington tells Penelope to make haste I feel like we've been waiting for a make haste all yeah definitely (laughs) Um, what about you? Anything you loved from this one? Um, yeah, for some reason, I, like I said earlier, I really loved seeing Edwina kind of get angry after she ran from the altar. Um, like she said, so like unicorns and rainbows, and now she just lets it all go. Yeah. Are you getting also like a real frozen vibe from this? I feel like I was thinking about that today. Know how they always say Frozen was a love story like between sisters? Yeah. I'm yeah. that we might be going in that direction. I mean, we've all already been talking about Kate's braid this whole time and comparing it to the Elsa braid. Like I really yeah, feel definitely. like that's, that's what we're <laughs> going towards. But I also very much agree. She seemed like she was being real for the first time. yes like every other point she was playing a part of what she thought like perfect was and now she's just like being real (laughs) I loved the scene where Lady Danbury and Violet just start cracking up together about the um (laughs) what are those birds called again right the peacocks peacocks Uh, loved that scene. They looked like they were having a great time. I feel like it was one of those stress breakers that you need um, every now and then in a stressful, yeah. stressful situation where you're just like, you breathe out and like, you can't <laughs> laugh. Yeah, I, uh, I don't feel like I've seen, you know, two ladies laugh like that in the whole show, like last season too. And they always just kind of like chuckle in the background and this is just like a full on belly laugh. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, and I also loved that in the flashes to everyone hanging out outside while all the drama is going on inside, we actually get a Colin and Penelope scene yeah. where Colin says that he sees it now that Penelope's basically like into him. So they are definitely opening this door early yes I need so much more of that yeah okay things we hated I think it's so bizarre that Francesca was not at the wedding (laughs) right but if you've read the books you know how on brand that is for Francesca yeah (laughs) um but you have some scoop I do um apparently she had some scheduling conflicts with a different Netflix show so she couldn't make it to the wedding oh, do we know what Netflix show or no um I do not okay yeah I was also angry that like reggae could not show up for one episode he I mean he couldn't even just done like one scene like, he yeah well like do the whole episode there's no real life situation where the exactly. Duke was not at this wedding. I mean, and like they could have like digitally put him in there, right? Yeah. Like they did with Star Wars. <laughs> I wonder, are they allowed? Like if he didn't like contractually let them. Yeah, like we would I didn't even need him to have a line, just like sit him next to Daphne in the congregation yeah. because realistically the Duchess would not have showed up at her brother's wedding without the Duke. Exactly. Yeah. That made me mad. Yeah. Um, I was also so angry that everyone is mad at Kate. Like Mary and Edwina are mad at Kate. And I just want to be like, she didn't do this. This is right. 100% (laughs) Anthony. Yes. 100%. Yeah. About it. (laughs) Okay. 
And I also literally hated every scene of Kate in the closet. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, it was just like odd. It irked me. They were too long. Even when Anthony went and talked to her in the closet, it was like a weird conversation. I feel like they could yeah. cut every closet scene. Yeah, she uh, she could have definitely found a better place to hide. Yeah. Um, okay, and what made us laugh in this episode? So, you know... <laughs> I really liked when Violet told Benedict to go look for Anthony because, quote, the emotions of the day might have confused him. I love that. (laughs) That was great. I loved when Edwina ran down the aisle and then like Mary ran after her and Kate ran after her. And then the queen stands up and goes, what happened to my wedding? (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. That was funny. My favorite part of the entire episode I think was Prudence standing in front of the uh like moving human gold oh I covered know statues like totally yeah that was <laughs> the best okay and then the last thing that really made me laugh in this edit episode was in the final scene you know Anthony and Kate show up in the chapel and then Edwina walks in still fully dressed in her entire (laughs) like she hasn't even taken the veil out (laughs) yeah like if I was her I would have done that a long time ago oh my gosh yeah that's (laughs) I would have been in like my sweatpants and hoodie (laughs) I mean I would have at least expected that by the time because it I think you can tell it's getting darker out at this point I feel like the light is not as bright as it was at the beginning Uh um like at least have taken your veil out and like your hair yeah. down, right it's yeah been a rough day like I feel like uh-huh. costume wise they should have indicated that it had been a bit of a rough day <laughs> yeah um okay songs that stood out we actually had more uh-huh. than one sort of like pop culture song yeah. and I wrote down like multiple titles because I literally <laughs> I, had no idea. I just knew it was the Harry Styles song where he says the bullet over and over again. Yeah, right. you corrected like, and you're like, it's called the sign of the times. Yeah. <laughs> and then what was the other one? Because I recognized it, but I like it's not the type of music I listen to, so I didn't know what it was. Um, it was What About Us by Pink. Okay. Yeah, like I recognized it and I think I knew like that line from the chorus is it like yeah. commercials maybe like where would I have heard it I don't it remember market uh yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't remember last time I went into a grocery store I just did grocery pickup for <laughs> stuff delivered yeah I feel oh, like I it's so very bad. much supermarket music background <laughs> right music type of song. all right there's a lot to say about costumes in this episode yes. I was not impressed with very many of the guest, wedding guest dresses, mm-hmm. except I really did like Eloise's. And then yeah. especially like later in the episode, I feel like maybe when she was actually talking to Theo, we got to see um, like the actual applique on the front of it had different colors in it and I don't think I realized that the first couple times I saw it so I thought hers was really pretty I was very unimpressed with Kate's dress being like the maid of honor or whatever it was yeah I usually like what she wears but yeah I know also isn't that kind of historically like inaccurate I feel like in I think it is British weddings they don't have adult attendants right they have like small children and that's it. yeah uh-huh yeah I think you're right oh and then the wedding dress we should talk about that it did not yes. look like it was the same silhouette the same cut yes. as what uh-huh. Lady Delacroix had but she definitely added lace over top of it and possibly also French tool somewhere because I re- that was yeah she said like shall I get the French tool but the, <laughs> it was definitely embellished since yes. when we saw her at her bidding but I could mm-hmm. not get over the fact that through the whole thing she just looks like a child playing dress up. She looks so young. <laughs> but I mean, I also felt that way about Daphne last season. She just looked yeah. like a total child. <laughs> and I yeah. loved the jewels in her hair. Yes. It went like uh-huh. around the Yeah, the back. Thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I know you were thinking, you were wondering if that was common for the day. Yeah. I yeah. almost feel like it looked more like a call to like her Indian heritage to me. Okay. The way that it like draped. Yeah. Okay. I think it might be more that. Uh-huh. All right. We need huh. to talk about the bangles or cuffs. Did they call yeah. them cuffs? No, they call them bangles. They I did think call you them call them cuffs. Call them. <laughs> okay. We need to talk about those just because they started such a problem. Um, yes. But what did you think? I thought they looked weird on Edwina because they weren't, they didn't match her bridal jewelry, which was all yeah. very like diamonds and light. And these were kind of like heavy dark. and dark. The metal was yeah. dark and they had emeralds. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just kind of looked a little out of place. Um, even like with um, Kate's outfit, you know, how... Edwina gave them to Kate and said you should wear these you know yeah um, I thought they kind of looked out of place with that too but more so Edwina's um but now I thought if, they were pretty if Kate's mom and Kate's dad were both Indian yeah and um their wedding hypothetically because we're completely <laughs> this is completely <laughs> in my mind it's not uh -huh. in any book or show <laughs> if they got married in India it's likely that her mother would have worn a sari mm -hmm. that could have been a bright jewel tone, right? There's no... I think so, yeah. I don't know that there's necessarily the white tradition for no. wedding, right? In India? No, I don't think so. So they may have matched because they were more like green and more of like a bronzy color. They may have matched yeah. what her mother wore on her wedding. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, the queen's wig keeps on getting bigger. She looks like she's going to topple over. What do you think about her? Uh, yeah, how can, you know, anyone see behind her? Um, <laughs> just looking at that thing just gives me a headache. Oh my gosh, I know. I wasn't even thinking about, like, what that would do to, like, my neck. Yeah, just all ugh. the weight and, ugh, yeah. Okay, and then this was just sort of an afterthought on my second watch through. I actually really like Violet's dress too more than um, the other women of like her generation. I feel uh -huh. like she dresses much more like youthfully than the other women in her age group. Yeah, I can I can see that because like you know you look at like Lady Danbury, she always has those like collared things. Yeah, like collars on her dress. Yeah, she looks very and, yeah. matronly. The queen, yeah. Too. But I always yeah. feel like Violet's look less structured too. I think. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's definitely done intentionally. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Okay, questions. I I feel like I wrote this down during the opening montage as a question, and I kind of get it now, but. <laughs> it's like why is the queen so invested in this wedding I think throughout the episode it all came out why she was so invested but uh -huh. what do you think um she wants to find out who Lady Whistledown is <laughs> yeah and I think she wanted to prove because one of her points when the wedding like blew up when she was talking to Lady in her conversation with just her and Lady Danbury, not right. the one with her Lady Danbury and Violet. Um, she was saying that now that the wedding blew up in her face, Whistledown's going to say that she doesn't have like impeccable taste anymore. And yeah. so, yeah, it was all about one-upping Whistledown. Mm -hmm. So the queen seems <laughs> unimpressed with the peacock. So, you know, she asks if it flies and it doesn't... Didn't one like the attendants or whatever those dudes that are always around are? Didn't one of them the say that they would like push it off the uh like yeah the, the guy stage. who was standing on it he's like well we'll put put it on a perch and let it glide down and um so she seems like she doesn't know what a peacock is but I was confused because wasn't there a peacock at a ball last season? think so and I feel like yeah. it was a big topic of discussion because yeah of, so like even we should have if, researched like, we should have yeah. researched when the first peacock was introduced <laughs> to England right <laughs> it was zebras <laughs> yeah so I mean I just feel like if there was a peacock in town 
the queen would have known about it, even if she couldn't make it to the ball. And it was like, I demand that peacock in my presence, you know? <laughs> okay, another question. Is Lord Featherington hitting on Lady Featherington? Yes. You think so too? Yes. Okay. So you know my theories on him being like in a long con. Yes. I think he is flirting with Lady Featherington so that she'll get interested in him. He's going to talk her into like, we'll get married. So she's going to talk prudence into calling off their engagement and once the engagement is off he's bouncing with everything right just another thought that popped into my mind is what if he's not even the heir right so at the beginning they were waiting for lord featherington the new lord featherington to show up remember Uh and when he got there they were like isn't he younger than we thought and he says something like oh you know my father was older but he died and now I'm like next in line what if number one he either like stole the identity or number two the other one is still somehow on his way that's crazy we'll see <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust this dude as far as I can throw him yeah all right so no. in this episode Eloise after Penelope mentions like that Eloise's feelings could be more than friendship towards Theo and then Eloise realizes that she thinks about him constantly and like this and that so she sneaks off she leaves the wedding to go see Theo and that reminded me when Eloise initially leaves to run off with Sir Philip Mm -hmm. doesn't she sneak out of a ball to do that I think so So part of me is wondering, like, is she going to run off with this boy? Yeah, I I don't know if she would, like, run off, run off with him. Yeah, I guess for story-wise, she probably can't run off with him right now because I think we're both leaning towards the same thing is going to happen because there was a lot of, like, knowing glances with the Queen's men where they want yeah. to leave one of them followed her mm-hmm. the queen gets handed a picture of who they think lady whistledown is do you think it's eloise in the picture i think there's a good possibility it is i think it could also be cressida yeah yeah i think it's almost definitely which we'll get to predictions soon <laughs> um, because I have a prediction about how that's all going to go down. All right. Do you have any questions? Yeah. So um, the queen's footman at the end, when he handed her the picture, I think his name's like Brumsley or something. When he tells the queen, they think they found Whistledown. You said, you think it's Cressida? I don't, I, I think it could be either. I think it could be Eloise or Crescent, yeah. but I think they're the most likely two. Yeah. 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 Cause you see Cressida when everybody's outside kind of like hopping around, you know? Yeah. And the she's footman. the one that specifically overheard the thing about the honeymoon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, um, so in the book, doesn't Anthony have an issue like with his age where he doesn't believe that he will live beyond his father's age? Yes, which I believe was 32. Is that right? 32? I was thinking like 38. 38. Oh, yeah he must be mu- yeah yeah uh, I because anthony yeah he, anthony yeah he could not have been 32 no. like, he had him when he was 14 <laughs> yeah i think you might be right maybe 38 that makes sense so, if he had his oldest son when he was 20 yeah in those so days. do you think like um this is part of the reason why he's kind of rushing the whole wedding thing is because his age is in the back of his head I don't know. The only time they even sort of touched on that point at all was in episode two when him and Violet were talking on the bench um, about losing Lord Bridgerton the eighth or whatever. (laughs) Um, Anthony made a comment about like how he couldn't 
live with the idea of somebody loving him and then him like basically dying and leaving them yeah. like Violet was. Other than that, he's made like no reference to him being afraid that he's going to die young being in mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was the whole sort of like premise. He was certain he was going to die young also. Yeah. All right, let's talk about predictions. We have two episodes left. Yeesh. All right, so a specific, very specific <laughs> prediction here so I think that Eloise is going to be accused of being Lady Whistledown I think simultaneously they're going to let me I'm jumping ahead I don't know if this is all going to wrap up this season but I think this is the arc we're going on okay okay it could you know play out next season I think that simultaneously at the same time Colin and Penelope are going to start falling in love because we mm-hmm. kind of saw the initial indications of that in episode six. I think that Penelope is going to end up revealing herself as Lady Whistledown in order to save Eloise. And just as her and Colin are about to like declare their love for each other, Colin's going to find out that Penelope's Lady Whistledown and he is going to push her away and be angry because of what um marina what she did to marina just as he was like starting to return penelope's feelings wow what do you think i love like how specific you are and <laughs> like the more specific the better <laughs> um, this with mike yeah. whenever we watch like movies <laughs> or shows i like pause it like 20 minutes in, and i'm like here's what i think's gonna happen for the rest <laughs> of the movie and i'm never right <laughs> right <laughs> so i have no faith in my own prediction <laughs> all right what about you what do you predict um, well, I know for like what the last couple episodes we've been saying, you know, there's got to be a carriage accident. So if we say it enough times, it'll happen, right? Yeah, I almost wonder. I'm wondering now, and I've, I've made this prediction a few times. I think the season might end with a cliffhanger of the carriage accident. Yeah. And um, Anthony being like, hey, like, I think that the next two episodes, we're not going to see too much of them together, right? That's how it was sort of left at the end of that conversation was, yeah, this is it. Like, we can't be together. We're not really going to have any reason to see each other anymore. Remember, Hmm. I think he said something about wanting to suspend time because like, this was it. Yeah. I think next episode is going to be very heavy on like everybody else's storylines. I think we'll get a lot of progress with like Featherington, Lord Featherington, Will. I think we'll get a lot of progress with like Eloise and Theo, Colin and Penelope. Maybe we'll get more Mm -hmm. Benny doing it with Art Lady. (laughs) Fingers crossed because so far we've had like no real action there. Right. (laughs) That's the most action there's been in this whole season so far. Yeah. So I think it's going to be very like they're not going to see each other much. That's my prediction in episode seven. And I do think the carriage accident will happen in episode eight. I think like we talked about in a couple other episodes, we are not getting a resolution to this relationship in this season. I think we just need to come to terms with that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of where I stand with it. I think, because I don't think It's two episodes. There's no way they're married yeah. by the end of episode eight. There's absolutely yeah. no way they're married. Yeah, I've, I've come eight. to terms with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the queen will find out the person they suspect to be Lady Whistledown is not Lady Whistledown. And the queen will make an announcement that she's offering an, a reward for the identity of Lady Whistledown, which is what Lady Danbury does in the books very yeah so for our two predictions to both come like there's no possibility for our two predictions to come right unless you know the whole Colin and Penelope just about to fall in love and then Colin gets mad at her thing could happen if like that could still happen with your theory like that could be the second Uh part of your theory too (laughs) um I was also thinking that I forgot that 
Cressida in the book, Cressida figures it out before anyone else and tries to like extort Penelope, right? Yeah, she does. So um, yeah, there was definitely some back and forth between the two of them in the books. Yeah. All right. So what was your overall opinion of this episode? Well, I thought it was a good episode. Um, I actually had to remind myself to breathe a couple times because I was just like so caught up in it. Um, <laughs> I loved seeing Edwina get angry, like I said, and find her true feelings. Um, yeah, because now we know she has a backbone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I thought it was good too. Obviously, everything that happened, well, not everything. <laughs> It needed to happen. <laughs> the wedding needed to get called off. Um, yeah. But I did think the episode was a little too long. I feel like there were a lot of repeated conversations. I'm not sure they were all necessary. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just like a bit much of like the same people standing around talking about the same thing over and over. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have a quick Abernathy update. Because Ooh. a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that Lady Bridgerton made a passing reference to Lord and Lady Abernathy. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like that might be the last name of the person that um, Gregory and not Gregory, Hyacinth. Hyacinth. Mm -hmm. And you looked it up and you said, no, Hyacinth marries Garrett St. Clair. I was like, yes, right. that's correct. But I was still thinking Abernathy sounds familiar. Lucy. Lucinda oh. and Abernathy and that is who Gregory ends up with oh I wonder if that yeah. was just sort of like a little easter egg in there to just mention yeah. the family name interesting yeah it's been a while since we found an easter egg yeah all right so I think that's everything about episode six I'm watching episode seven as soon as yes. we're off this call I can't wait <laughs> let's go if you want to geek out about all things Bridgerton or check out our Bridgerton book club, join our Facebook group, Mom Chat by The Basic Moms. To download one of our Bridgerton book club guides, head to our website, thebasicmoms.com. You can hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram at the.basic.moms. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast and subscribe so you know when each new episode is released.